Hey, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin bring on comedians to recap Bachelor episodes and reflect on their own journey with Bachelor Nation. Enjoy! Welcome to week uh, two of uh, well, episode it's three, week, week two of yeah, yeah. Hannah Beast's Bachelorette season. Welcome. Welcome. We have Sarah back on the mic this week. I know you guys missed her a lot. Mm, missed you too. <laughs> I missed you. I missed you too. I was in Chicago for a really long time. Yeah. Taylor and I did the best uh, we could. To I thought you guys did a great job. Yeah, we did do pretty great. I was laughing. We? I was laughing. <laughs> I was I was laughing all the way from Chicago. <laughs> um, yes, but your presence was absolutely missed. Um, any f- what's going on in Chicago these days? Did you see the Box King Joe or a grocery store Joe? I didn't see any Joes. Mm-hmm. I um, experienced all four seasons in six days. <laughs> wow! Hail, really? Rain, hot humidity. Lots of wind, mm. mild humidity. Mm, this is fascinating. <laughs> I experienced I, it actually was fascinating. Every day was like a new surprise. I feel like, Sarah, you never ask me anything about me. All we do is talk about boring shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. What have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> How's home bed. uh sorry that was a throwback to a scene in hannah season which has not, not yet happened, happened but we see often in the previews and we've quoted every episode so far oh i did say in a haunted hotel you did so here's what happened so i walk into my hotel room and i was like and it was an old hotel and i was like hmm something feels like very strange in this room mm. like i could feel it immediately and um Yeah, so then I went to my trade show that I was working. That's why I was there. And I was talking to this girl who's from Chicago, and I told her where I was staying, and she said, oh, that is famously the most haunted hotel in Chicago. Wow. And I was like, I freaking knew it. So then one of the nights, I had a horrific nightmare. Yikes. Which makes me think what happened in my nightmares, maybe what happened in my room. Yikes. Or like in the hotel in general. freaking out right now i can't believe you were actually able to stay alone i slept with southern charm on every night it was the only way i felt safe yeah (laughs) and then what this is the worst on my last night i'm like i'm gonna start crying i really am i feel like you haven't told me this yet. i know yeah so yeah i'll tell you about the nightmare i it's too intense to say on the mics like i wouldn't subject anyone to so i think that's what happened in the hotel Mm -hmm. i was too afraid to look it up and the girls told me if you're afraid of it don't don't look it up because it's horrific okay and then um i oh my last night I turned off the light. Oh my so God. my hotel room, it my hotel it was set up was like it was like four walls and like the middle of the building was like empty. Like it was almost like there could have been a courtyard in the middle, but there was no courtyard. So there was really nothing like from the city that could get through my window. There weren't lights coming through my window. I turned my light off. 
there was a flash in my room and the flash had something to do with my nightmare. And I was like, that's weird. And like my blinds were closed. And I, so I like turned the light back on, watched another episode of Southern Charm. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for bed. Turn it off. Another flash. I would. So I slept with the lights on. Lose yeah. my freaking It was really mind. bad. The only thing giving me any comfort was that my coworkers, one was on the floor above me, one was on the floor below me. And I was like texting with the girl. I'm like, Okay, okay, everyone's safe. If I was staying there by myself, no one I knew, I would have probably left. But my like my coworkers were there. Everyone else was feeling okay. It was terrifying. Oh my god. Okay, I I know that this is not the reason we're here, but I just have to ask because we're in it now. Okay. What was the energy that you felt when you were in there? I just like felt like I wasn't the only person in the room. Ew. Like I walked in and I was like, "Hello." I've never felt that before. See, neither have I literally neither have I I fully believe in all of it like I everything like there yeah. nothing is crazy to me I fully believe in the full spectrum of everything but I actively work to avoid engaging yes. with any I of agree it. and I was taking a uh, to bring us back on track I was taking a note from Kristen um Bristow who or sorry Caitlin Bristow oh my god <laughs> I was like who's Kristen I'm so so messed up right now <laughs> but I thought I'm a, I'm with you I never felt it when I walked in the room I was like hello like, I thought there was somebody else in there, and it was, like, very odd. And I went to my coworkers, and I was like, I think my hotel room's haunted. And they all laughed at me. And then that girl at the show told me. Did any of your coworkers experience no, anything? They said none of them experienced anything. But maybe I'm more in tune. Or, like, I had spent a few days in Chicago before, so maybe, like, my energy was matching the city's energy. <laughs> and maybe that's how I was able to communicate. But I took a line from Kayla. There was, like, a lot of, like, warmth. There was, <laughs> we, like, we bathed in a warm Chicago bath. Yeah, it order. almost felt mm-hmm. like it. And so I, and I, like, I not have the shit out of Chicago by the way anyway I took I took a note from Caitlin's book and to I've heard her say in a podcast you just have to say to them no thank you I like I acknowledge you're here but I don't want to communicate so I did that one night well we grew up Catholic and I remember (laughs) I grew up and I was like I was very much uh into it when I was a kid and I was part of a youth group and uh, Catholicism very much acknowledges the presence of ghosts and they say like so I I asked like a youth minister or a priest at the time I was just like I'm fully afraid of ghosts what do I do and you say please go away yeah just please go away so after I had my nightmare I said it but that last night with the flashing was the worst I am and the flash I'll mind. tell you later the flash was a very prominent part of my dream have you since looked it up what it no, is no I'm too afraid well what's the name of the hotel so our listeners can look it up okay it's the Palmer there. House by Hilton in Chicago on mm-hmm. East Monroe Street Palmer House on Hilton Palmer East House yeah. you know I'm gonna be looking that up before we leave here today. yeah it, yeah so that's what I, I made it back <laughs> Oh, man. It was a lot, though. It was like a lot. I think the only thing that allowed me to get through it was that I was working really long days and then I was going out at night. So I was exhausted by the time I got back that it was just like, all right, ghosts, here we are. So that's really I can't I can't even I would have to be so wasted. (laughs) Oh, I I was. Okay. (laughs) Because then I'd be like, come on, ghosts, come out. No, I told them to go away. Okay. But the weird thing is when I went into my room and I felt somebody else in it. I cannot. I can't even imagine. I've, I I have actively spent my life. I mean, not like mindfully my whole life, but I'm so terrified of it that that's just the energy that I project in general. I'm just like, please do not. Please do not. 
yeah. show yourself to me. And I, I don't know if I was getting more freaked out, but like I felt like I was feeling things on my back and I was like, it's just my shirt. Like I was just kind of like making excuses. It I'm was, it dying. was, it was bad. I'm dying. It was bad. I cannot, I cannot. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, do we want to take with the bachelor? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. Uh, nothing of significance <laughs> happened to me. Uh, I only got a new job. Oh Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you got, technically got two. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, it involves a flash. It's. I don't want to subject you to it. <laughs> Ask me off mic if you want to know about them. <laughs> okay. So, Jason Biggs. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes down to two things. Gotta say, every season we get some random celebrities was not expecting this one. <laughs> oh, I absolutely was. Well, Jenny Mullen uh, is a avid Bachelor fan. Jenny Mullen is, uh, this is a worse way to classify a person, but she is married to Jason Biggs on her own right. She's a, an incredibly pro- prolific author and, she, and is hysterical. But the two of them used to, she used to co-host the Bachelor in Paradise after show with Chris oh, Harrison. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because she's like such a, we, uh, at the time was in ABC, we were developing with her and everyone very much believed in her voice. So they just sort of like filtered her into like the ABC. Her. Yeah. Into the ABC world. And um, and yeah, her and Jason, who is her husband. If anything, Jason was sort of the tag along date. Like I feel like Jenny's more of a concrete person. Yeah, well, she was, she was very like, um, very good on TV. She did a great job. She like, was awesome. She did a great job. It was really funny. I loved this date. I loved every date on this episode. I've never said that I before. I feel I totally agree. This um, pregnancy simulator should be a requirement for all men. Yeah, it's a it should be a day in Lamaze class. I just think in general, like there is so much pain a woman is subjected to just by being a person with a body on planet Earth. Like I just had the worst period cramps two days ago. Man, was it was it your period cramps (laughs) or was it somebody punching your uterus? (laughs) (laughs) Not from the far off from my nightmare. Oh, yeah, because I'm getting a picture of what it might have been. And I don't, <laughs> don't want to go there. Great. Um, but um, so but in general, I just think uh, women have to subject themselves to so much. We are subjected to we don't subject ourselves. But like, yes, we, we are have subjected to. There's so to much by mother nature, by mother nature, things that we don't elect for ourselves. Um, I mean, you do choose to have a child, but it's like it's a thing that a lot of people have to do in order to continue on with a population and i would imagine um that i just think it's good to give men an experience that would allow them to empathize with the women yeah experience. yeah no it was good and i thought all these guys were so funny they didn't go into this like mr macho they really did a good job and it was every single one of them made me laugh and hannah was loving it <laughs> john paul jones i get why he's still hanging around He's I like, love the one where she was screaming with him. Was that John Paul Jones? Uh, oh, I don't remember. Which one of one. them, they were both just like, ah! <laughs> both of them. <laughs> yeah, it felt like a 90s movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where the woman's in labor. It or, was really funny. 
in the parent trap when she's piercing her ears. Yeah, and they're both just screaming for no reason. <laughs> it was really, really funny. Uh, but yeah, I think like John Paul Jones was like the most reactive and like therefore the most fun to watch. And I think at this, I imagine he hangs out for at least another two weeks. He's no by no means a front runner, but this process is so hard. And at the end of the day, you just kind of want somebody to hang around and laugh with. I mean, I that was her. like kind of what Becca would say about Jordan. She was like, listen, no, I didn't think I was going to pick Jordan, but I had fun with Jordan and he made me laugh. So why not? Like, I have to have some guys hang around, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was also just like nice. And maybe this is something about me just like watching a bunch of men in pain. <laughs> I think that's something more to do with the state of the world. Uh, state of the world state of the yeah. world um so and, but they were all but i'm also obsessed with these guys like i think that they're amazing <laughs> no i i cannot get over how good they all i uh, luke p is the only one that left that i'm like get out of here like i think mm-hmm. they're all amazing and i already have my top four right picked. tell me okay i think that the top four are luke p jed peter and tyler s luke p jed Peter's the pilot. Peter's the pilot. Tyler S. is the one that kept his hand, his arm behind his head. That's Tyler C. Tyler S. is the one that you keep confusing. He's Tyler S. is the one that looks like Nick Vial. Tyler C. Okay, is yes. The Tyler C. Then is my top five. Okay, say, say it again one more time. Luke, Luke P, P. Jed. Jed. Nashville singer. Peter the pilot. Peter the pilot. Tyler C. That's a great group of top four i'm a little shocked that you didn't pick connor i mean we'll get to him i like connor but i don't i I like him a lot i don't see him going the long haul i was getting like butterflies same same no same i think he's great i don't don't think he's for hannah okay but i'm so impressed with all these guys i'm so impressed with abc it's unreal really well i can't believe that they picked like they i can't believe they i'm sorry every bachelorette season just has the shittiest guides on the planet like, they have the shittiest guys on the planet. These guys are awesome. Okay. Yes. But, okay, I, I will say, I do believe more so than ever that these guys are actually here. I believe that, I and I don't know, I also believed that all the couples in Winter Games were going to make it, and none of them are still together. Hey, but- nuh Um, Kevin the Canadian and Whitney. What? Astrid. Astrid. That was on Paradise. Kevin was with Ashley oh, I on Winter right. Games. He was with Ashley I on Winter oh, Games. Oh, how quickly we forget. <laughs> Sorry, he's Canadian, so I just only see him in the snow. You're right, me too. Even if <laughs> he's on a beach, there's like a cloud he's, of snow snowing constantly on him. <laughs> being on him. But um, anyway, I believe more so than ever that these guys are sincerely into Hannah and yeah. like down to DTM. Down, down to, to Mary. <laughs> I'm I'm workshopping it, but like I just uh, I there's a sincerity about them that I I haven't felt in a while. So many of these guys remind me of guys I went to college with, even if they weren't like my best friends or whatever. <laughs> no, cl- my best friends, my, my sky friends were awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, J.K. They were fine, but the I, Clemson boys, like the Southern gentlemen, they remind me of like the Clemson boys, and and. The thing about Clemson was it did have a lot of like Massachusetts, Maryland, like uh, people that were down there as well. But I just general like this, like I just they remind me so much like that their attitudes and behaviors are very familiar to me. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. 
that was not an ener- I that was not an energy that I experienced at my northeast. They're state like school. gentlemen. Like yes. they're gentlemen. No, everybody yeah. that I went to school with, myself included, <laughs> was a bag of trash. <laughs> we were disgusting. That's my that's my husband as of twelve days. You're yeah, twelve about. days from now. <laughs> Listen, there's no way that he wasn't a bag of trash. No, he absolutely was during every, those four years. Every story he tells me that he like cracks up about, I'm like, what? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> it was a growing period. And if anything, you know, two one of two things could happen. A, you could end up in rehab, you know, uh, just because of bad habits. <laughs> right. Of course, of course. Or um, uh, B, you get it out of your system. Yeah. Like you get it all out. Yeah. No, totally. Um, so we're talking so much about how these guys are so awesome. But I, it, I also saw what maybe was like the most uh, poor display of toxic masculinity also yeah. throughout the course of this episode. So talk we want to talk it. a little bit about that, like within, I, I, we can combine the dates if you want to. Yeah. But um, we first saw it with um, Mike and Cam and Mike, this was a really amazing moment of connection between him and Hannah mm-hmm. when he talked about uh, his ex-girlfriend's miscarriage and how that impacted him, which I thought was awesome because you very rarely hear how miscarriages also impact men. You also don't really hear how much how they impact women. I just think in general, miscarriages are something that we should be more well, actively talking yeah, about. Yeah, if, if both parents are involved in the pregnancy, mm-hmm. it's... I mean, both parents are losing a child. Yeah, it's a grieving process. Yeah. Um, and it was refreshing to hear it talked about on TV. And I just, I, I think it's something that so most humans experience. And it's also unbelievably tragic. It's, it is something that most people will experience. Mm-hmm. It's so wild that it's something that's, that we don't say when we're pregnant because in case there, it's a miscarriage, mm-hmm. it's most women are going to like uh, the statistics. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the actual statistic, but a high of women who will miscarry in their lifetime. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> any platform that will, I guess, like uh, uh, shed light on that. I, I was happy to say yeah, I, I thought they handled it well. Out. I thought Hannah handled it well. Unfortunately, Cam picked a very poor time to interrupt three times, which in general is very obnoxious. Um, But it was especially hard to watch within the context of what Mike was trying to talk about. Yeah. Um, This is what's annoying about Cam. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things that people can point out. This is what's annoying about Cam to me as there's an entitlement factor. And I think Mike said it beautifully on the, on, uh, in his ITM, there's an entitlement factor that he has something important to say. And therefore whatever Mike had to say or what anybody else in the cast had to say is unimportant. That insinuation is infuriating. Yeah. He's the kind of guy that's going to like cut you off in traffic. (laughs) Because yeah. his time's more valuable. Or take two parking spots because his sure. time's more valuable. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. And like just the way that he came up and he's just like, please, okay, I need to He's do like, this now. I really have something important to tell her. He's like, I'm literally talking about losing a child. Like I like I I don't know how more like how more important it can get. Yeah. And so then we have Jonathan stepping in for when Cam <laughs> actually sits down. 
And Cam's talking about resigning from his job, which again, to Cam's credit, is also a significant experience in it his is. life. One that he chose. But a big a big thing. Yeah. And Jonathan just acts in retribution to what happened to Mike. And <laughs> what transpired was super cringy. Jonathan wedging himself in between yeah. Cam and Hannah. So Cam can't even walk Hannah out. And he's like, whatever goes around, comes around. It was just, I, it was how did so, you feel about it? No, it was terrible to watch. I was both, I was like, both of these guys are going home. They have to both go home. Um, Adam had a interesting point, which I told you earlier. Sarah's fiance. He, a bag of trash, a bag of trash. apparently. <laughs> Lovable bag of trash. He's my current brother, soon to be brother, bag of trash. He thinks Jonathan walked so the rest could run. He okay. thinks he sacrificed himself to make a point to Cam. And then they both went home. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the definition of sacrificing yeah, that's yourself. The sacrifice, yeah. Um, Jonathan wasn't going anywhere. Let's be real. He's adorable. Like he wasn't going to make it far. No. Nah. He's not a player. Nah. We don't see them. We're not seeing them really connect on any sort of nah, special level. No, 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 no. He's like, how am I going to make myself known? Yeah. From, so he was like, all right, this is what I'll do. I'll save everyone else. Yeah. From a strategy point of view, I mean, it really is the ultimate sacrifice. Do we think he was that intelligent in the moment? <laughs> it was just so crazy to watch him box him out. I felt like it I was, was wild. I felt like I was watching like the thing. Oh, sorry. Musical, like if, <laughs> if Zac Efron's musical theater basketball team was playing in real life, like, <laughs> well, <laughs> just like, you know, like, just like a, how a musical theater kid would interpret, which is basketball. like, which, well, which is a very uh, binary way of looking. That's not a healthy way. I'm sure very, a lot of musical theater kids know how to play basketball, but I bet a lot don't <laughs> as a musical theater kid they don't know how to okay. play basketball i mean i too am one and i know seldom <laughs> i know a few though they, there are a few so uh, i uh the thing that was so interesting about it is jonathan had yet to be wronged by cam you know like cam didn't wrong him like cam had kind of thrown other people under the bus kind of uh interrupted other people's conversations he didn't really do anything to jonathan so jonathan just took one for the team yeah, it was in solidarity with Mike. But from a strategy strategy standpoint, it kind of screwed him over because if Jonathan wanted to play this out and like right. go to paradise, he's not. He's not. I. He's too. He's eliminated a little bit too early on. Right. Well, maybe he didn't want paradise. Maybe he really just wanted to get married and he knew he wasn't going to be with him. <laughs> you know, I don't well, know. One probably not. Opinion. <laughs> um, OK, so Mike got the rose. Yeah. I love it. Um, Connor. I'm getting blushy just saying. His this name. was a great date. Mm-hmm. A great date. They got to be like normal together. Yes. And cuddle. And gosh, that looked like a comfy bed. I know. They kind of skipped to the fun part. They're just like, oh, we're going to like fool around in bed for a little bit. And yes. uh, we don't have to worry about getting uh, getting dressed up. And he didn't have to worry about her being contagious because that was the first thing he kissed her without knowing what happened. And I was like, yikes. So wait, what did happen? Okay. So she woke up and like passed out. So 
I'm going to under, and then she was pumped with fluids to my understanding, ultra dehydrated. Okay. And, and then mix. So if you're that dehydrated and have no sleep, as we know that the leads never have any sleep. So you're stressed, you have no sleep and you're dehydrated. So mm-hmm. her body, I think just like collapsed. It shut down. As you were talking about that, I'm like sort of going through the recesses of my mind as to like what the weather situation was like when they were filming. Mm. And it was consistently raining. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> we had like, like basically the rainiest winter, early <laughs> spring we've ever had. So I was like, you oh, can man. still be dehydrated though. It's, I'm sorry, it's yeah. California. It's, we live in a desert that people inhabited for no reason at all. Right. There's <laughs> no reason why we should be here. It is absolutely people not were natural. not meant to live no. in Southern California. It's all fake. Yeah. <laughs> just like the rest of us. <laughs> just kidding. We're completely sincere. Just like Hannah and Connor. Um, but I, I thought this was sweet and I thought that the little like notes was really cute. I just thought all of it was really cute. The only thing I thought was weird was why did she still have her hospital bracelet on just to like prove to him? That was probably a production note. Like, let's just really let's just really set the scene of what Hannah had to go through today. Yeah. It's a little bit. It's almost like Hannah's version of a pity rose. <laughs> you stop. <laughs> that is the theme of this episode. Something I noticed. So he goes back to the house. Mm-hmm. This is the first episode I've seen people eat so much. On, oh. the, on the first group date, we saw John Paul Jones eating a lot. They were all snacking. Then we saw them eating pizza. You're right. In like a pizza line. You're right. So we, with the exception of the one time that we saw Corinne stuff her face for comedic value. Yes. Notoriously, we don't see people eat on the show. Yes. And they've explained that they want it's more interesting to watch them talk. So typically what they'll do is they'll eat crafty before or they'll eat crafty after and they'll just kind of like sit in front of their food. Yeah. There is so much eating on the show and the one consistent through line seems to be this chicken nugget thing. Because last week Kevin threw chicken fingers at a cam, it must have been. Yeah. So, so chicken nuggets were trending on Twitter last night because oh. of The Bachelorette. Oh, yeah. yeah. And every time they were cutting between an awkward take, it would be like John Ball Jones eating a chicken finger and Cam very threateningly staring at Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. And they threw them. Uh, someone threw them off the roof with her in this episode. Jed did. <laughs> very dangerous. I mean, what if you're walking along the road and you're drinking a soda and a chicken finger comes and knocks it out of your hand. Uh, that is dangerous. <laughs> Thank you for bringing up the stakes. I don't you're think welcome. it has like the same velocity as if you were to drop a quarter. I don't think it's dense as dense of a quarter because, you know, there's that whole thing. If you drop a corner off an X story building, could, like give someone a coma, it could give somebody. Yeah, they could s- sincerely hurt somebody. But I don't know the the chicken finger mass itself is so fluffy i don't know that it would have actually hurt somebody it could have knocked a soda out of somebody's <laughs> hand which it would have scared me <laughs> i would have been spooked yeah well connor didn't end up getting fast forwarding he didn't end up getting the rose initially i know alex i watched i watched this episode before alex and she just was like going on and on about him not getting the rose. Well, they were just so sweet together. She was in bed. Where would she have gone and picked up the rose? I don't know. Like, where was the rose? All I know is she shouldn't have gotten out of bed. Okay, yeah, guys. Hannah (laughs) looked unwell. I can't believe she went through the rest of this episode. 
She is, I mean, she ended up looking fine outside of their private concert in a purple circle. Yeah. With Luke Grimes, who is my new, my new Russell Dickerson. Right. Um, but that night, have you ever had a day where you've just been so sick and you were like, okay, I have to go out and I have to rally. And the whole time you're like, you, you're sort of viewing the world into tunnel vision and you're kind of outside you're like, of your eyes body. are glazed over. Yeah. You're, you're like, like kind of sweating a little. You're like, is this real life? Um, <laughs> am I at a party? <laughs> am I at a party? <laughs> I once saw a girl in college. This is where that's coming from. One night I saw a girl in college grinding on a guy. <laughs> One of my best friends. I'll spare her name. Grinding on a guy. And I saw her look up very confused and look around the room and she was just like lost and I was like huh I wonder what's going on and then the next morning she was like oh my god I was so drunk last night at one point I was just like wait am I at a party and I was like oh my god I saw that moment happening last night I saw that in real time. It was cool. But I think that's a good analogy for how it feels when you're when <laughs> yeah. you're sick and out of party? bed and you're not and you're not supposed to be out of bed. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Doctor's orders were a real thing. Hannah really needed more rest this week. I was worried. I was a little bit worried. Uh with that said, like their chemistry punched through the sickness. No, yeah, she really was smitten with him. I mean, listen to me. I will. I'm listening. Ears are peak. Any guy that's just going to like bring me flowers and chicken soup in bed. I'm going to have a crush on him. I don't have to stand up. I'm going to have a crush on him. Yeah. I might have a crush on him forever because of watching him do that to another person. I what basically the moment I knew I wanted to marry Adam was a night that he had to like take care of me in a very unfortunate situation. And I was like, nice. <laughs> Could have been any guy. <laughs> it's even more amazing that he still wanted to marry you after that. That's yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I, I think we squeezed all the juice out of the Tyler Orange. Uh, I love him. Okay. Did I say Tyler? I meant to say One Connor. thing I do have to say. Disgusting moment from Luke P. Uh, Tyler wow. goes back and tells everybody. This was during the pizza um, mm-hmm. buffet. He tells everybody, like, oh, yeah, she had to go to the hospital. She passed out. Um, and then Luke si- is sitting with him, and he's asking questions. And one of them, he's like, well, what was she wearing? Gross. Yeah, I think that just crystallizes exactly what's going on with Luke. Yeah. I, I think he, I if we were questioning whether or not he was sincere last week about falling in love with Hannah, I, I think we don't have to question that anymore. Do I still think it was manipulative? Yes. Yes. Uh, absolutely. But I do think that there is something going on and I think it's in a, a dark obsession. Yeah, I think he's obsessed with her. So here's the thing. Here's what I think is going on with Luke P. I think he... He saw them together before because he he told her that he saw her on TV. Everyone in his family was like, oh, she would be the perfect girl for you. Perfect girl for you. He signs up for The Bachelorette. It's Hannah. He goes. And in his mind, he's already her boyfriend. This is like the dangers of social media stalking somebody a little too much before you are serious because then you like use their life to contextualize like what yours could be together without actually having gotten to know them. And it's not necessarily accurate to what their experience is. 
Um, and if anything, like I think the thing that's really interesting about Hannah is the more that we see of her, the more that she reveals that she's not what was displayed on Colton's season. Yeah. She's an incredibly articulate, unbelievably intelligent, fully confident and mature woman. So emotionally intelligent. Yes. She knows what she wants. She knows what makes her upset. And she tells you. She knows how to She's communicate it. Very communicative. She and, and in a good way. I think she handled Luke P at this next date very well. <sighs> I think she gave she set him straight. She's perfect. I mean, I really think she's the kind of girl that these kinds of guys' mothers want her, want them to bring home, or are scared of them to bring home because <laughs> they're so. I mean, they're headstrong and know what's right for them and won't necessarily. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that is true. Uh, bend to somebody else's bend the whim. Knee to the mother-in-law. Bend the knee. Yeah. And then the mother, she, the mother-in-law could go Jakaris or the father-in-law. It's not. It's not gonna <laughs> do game, gender. Game of Thrones action. Uh, I can't wait for it to come back this Sunday. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. S- I fully think- stole that joke from Twitter, and it's already paid played itself out. <laughs> I think that it, that he is into her and I think it's in an unhealthy way. Yeah. It's in a way that he needs massive therapy. Uh, I did like the, the, I did like the photo shoot leading up to it. (laughs) This every date was perfect. I thought this was so cute. Hilarious. It was so sweet to watch them with animals. I mean, come on. If you're an animal lover, you just want, it's your dream to watch a guy with a bunch of animals. And then like, and then they're all like so nice. They're having so much fun with it. Something, the reason these dates have been going so well is because this is another testament to these guys. They just, they play along. They all give in. They just have fun. They're not like, I have to have the best pictures to win Hannah's heart, which is like how it usually goes. Or like, I have to not scream and look like an idiot to win Hannah's heart. Like during the pregnancy simulation, like they're all just giving in and having a blast. This truly looks like the most fun people have ever had on this show. It does. It It looks looks so much fun. It's like watching One Direction in their prime. Yes. I'm getting like severe FOMO that I don't get to be there. I want to hang out with this crew. Yeah. I feel like I'm there. I'm always smiling. I'm giggling. I laugh every episode genuinely. You know who is really fully growing on me? Grant. Grant. Yeah, you love Grant. Grant. The, The nude underwear in the tub with the snake was really good i would say hannah got a big crush that because she got in the tub with her. well i think he is the definition of good natured and and yeah. now it's it puts in perspective a little bit of him being unemployed with a, with a mouthful of hot dogs on the first episode yeah. um but even when we were watching the se- the secret cam and that woman was hitting on him or play hitting pretending on him, she was pretending an actress to hit yeah on him. because demi i guess is a part is a uh, recurring member of she uh, was probably season. like, I'll be on Paradise if you guys put me on Hannah's season. <laughs> um, I thought his reaction to it was the most appropriate. It fully called it out in the most playful It was way. really good. He goes, I'm going to tell Hannah. He's like, you just hit on me. I'm telling Hannah. <laughs> I don't know. I like him. And I just thought for somebody who had to hang around with a boa constrictor, which is like the least. He was like, anyone uh, want to trade? Want to trade? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he had like such a fun attitude about it and ended up having the most fun. This was a 
freaking blast. I wish I could have been there. It literally looked like so much fun. Even at the cocktail parties after these dates that, you know, there's a little bit of drama here and there, but they all genuinely look like they're having a good time. They are they're all just- laughing. They're all like, they're so fun. This is, you know what? Maybe if we did get an older bachelorette, it would have been too serious. Too serious. <laughs> Maybe we needed something playful just to bring us back from Jesus Colton. A freaking right. wreck, Mr. Tell Me Your Sob Story Bachelor. Right. No sadness here. <laughs> she I mean, even explicitly said, I don't want a tragic story. <laughs> no tragic story. Please, today. no tragedy. I just want to chill. <laughs> um, it, Again, they're all having fun until Luke P gets in the mix. And when he sees that other guys are also capable of forming connections with her, he he literally retaliates in the most toxic way, which is get on my back. I'm going to do push ups and then tries to follow her to her dressing room. It's he might as well be peeing all over her. It. <laughs> it's disgusting, like how animalistic his like no, territory marking, and it's so archaic. Like it, it's honestly it, like such like neanderthal like i am a caveman it makes me feel like i'm more comfortable knowing she's surrounded by producers at all times because i could see him like showing up to her house yeah fully yeah and we see that in the cocktail hour that night i mean are we ready to talk about it yeah so she tells him listen i like you you gotta back off Mm -hmm. you gotta give me space I like you. We're good. I'm validating our feelings. But don't feel this is what I loved about her. She didn't say this exact word, but she so she may as well have. She was just like, don't feel like you're entitled to me. She said it like on her ICM that uh, or or, um, ITM. ITM. Sorry. (laughs) Still messed up from the ghost. (laughs) She said it on her ITM um, like like he, he doesn't he's not entitled. He doesn't win. He hasn't won me yet. But and she did she did say it to him. She was like, we're good. We're not like I still have other relationships and you have to let me explore them. And I Mm -hmm. she was like, but your confidence about us is annoying. She said confidence is good. Cocky is bad. And you're and you're being cocky about our relationship is irritating. And she did. She did a great job. And I think she kept him at arm's length and she, she she put him in his place. She didn't just let him steal her away. I think she did a really great job. But. It's it's scary. It's a little scary. Well, the scariest part to me is what he said in his ITM afterwards when he was just like, I'm just going to pretend like that conversation never happened, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. wow. Mm -hmm. You're not even letting that land on you. You're not even letting that hit you. You're not even allowing that to affect you in a way that could actually help you learn and benefit from your bad behavior. Yeah. And then he like just stalked her all night with and his eyes turned black. It was like she'd be like, hey, I'll get you in a minute. OK, bye. <laughs> he would just do that. He'd stare at her for count to five and then be like, OK, bye. Mm-hmm. I know I I like worry about him. I do, too. I think he needs I, I he he needs a little bit of help. Well, about I don't think he's I don't yeah I don't think he's like a bad person I don't want to say that but I he he's he went into this already thinking that he she was his wife yeah and he can't get out he he's can't snap out of it somebody who feels deeply has experienced privileged entitlement in his entire life 
and has no tools to handle any level of adversity. Yes. And that's a scary combination. That's a scary combination. We've seen it happen in this country. <laughs> Where? Uh, <laughs> just like, you know, around. Um, so uh, Hannah Benef- or Hannah, of uh, course, corrects her night by dry humping Pete. Yeah, which, like, that's what I would do. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Feels like the only right solution to me. Um, So, yes, I'm convinced that the story that Pete tells her about his parents was that his dad actually saw the mom's butt, (laughs) but he knew he couldn't say it on TV, so he said she saw his butt. (laughs) I like to live in a world where a girl uh, looks at a boy's butt and it's like, that's the guy for me. Um, okay, question. When, uh, like, do you ever, like, check guys out on the street? <laughs> or, like, or like around? Like, if they pass me, do I look back and then look at their butt? Maybe not, maybe not look past, but do you ever just, like, when you're out there living your life, like, see a hot guy and kind of, like, scan him head to toe? Quick, not in a weird way, just kind of, like, acknowledge that's an attractive person yeah so like in college i have vivid memories <laughs> of like being in the library and having like all these like all this like eye candy walking around me clemson it was a bunch of connor S's. and the first thing i would go to were their butts <laughs> I-, <laughs> I went butt head to feet <laughs> and that's how i'd like I'm not trying to objectify men. I'm not, and I wouldn't linger. <laughs> I wasn't a lingerer. But if I just saw a hot guy, the first thing that caught my eye was butt, and then I'd scan from head to toe. <laughs> quickly, quickly. <laughs> quickly, quickly. Well, we know from, uh, well, I feel like Adam is quite open about the fact that you are into his butt. posterior. <laughs> It's like it's just it is. It's just like the part of a man that I look at first. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were Maybe leaving, I, oh if you were leaving a note in Hannah's room, but it was for Connor, S, <laughs> <laughs> the way that your butt moves in <laughs> its corduroys, <laughs> would that be one of your notes? Oh, <laughs> guys, I'm wearing. What do the kids wearing these days? <laughs> I don't think it's corduroy. I don't know. I would be, I would do something like personality, personality, butt. Personality, personality, head. Head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just saying, I do get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love a good, I love a good butt. <laughs> I feel like when I'm dating somebody, like I, it's something that I will compliment. I made, and it's j- not because I'm fishing because I want the compliment back. No, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I made a joke just last night. I was saying during our first dance. Sorry, so much wedding talk. It's like literally in five days. <laughs> I was like, last. I was like, oh, when we dance to our first dance, I'm just gonna put my hands right on your butt and freak everyone. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so funny if it's like this really nice moment and I'm just like, bam. <laughs> Are you just going to like, are you going to smack it or are you going to like, I'm just going to grab it tenderly. <laughs> Ew, tenderly. Rest Ew. This could have been funny and you made it so <laughs> weird. Don't ever use the word tender. Ooh, I'm gonna, ooh. <laughs> I hate that. 
what were what we talking about? Like? What are we talking about? Um. Oh, Peter's, Peter's parents. Peter's parents, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, a, a butt is something that I will. No- I've noticed yeah. on, on, on a gentleman. I think. Thank you. And thank you, know, you. And here's the thing. I would hope that a gentleman would notice that about me, but acknowledge oh. it in a res- in a way where he wouldn't uh, tell me. <laughs> I know they don't. I don't yeah, <laughs> until, that's respectful. Until we were in an intimate yeah, situation. Yeah, it's respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, no, nobody notices my butt because I don't have a butt. I just have like two legs attached to a torso. <laughs> <laughs> I think a butt is all, it, 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 it's like the one thing I have. It's like, so sad. I don't have one. Yeah. You don't have one. You know, like when you were a little kid and you would like draw people and it would just be like an oval for the body and two split legs. That's what I have. <laughs> I feel like since you've been doing yoga, you have more of a butt. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. She gives the well, tailgate. She, uh, well, obviously she gives the she gives the rose to, to Peter. Pete, but not before she has like a legitimate conversation with Luke. Like you got to chill the Get F out. Listen, I am never a fan of somebody grabbing the rose to reject them and with it in front of their. But face. she didn't send him home. But she didn't send him home. But she, I, again, I thought she articulated herself really well. She's like, I feel like you didn't hear me when I told you and that he, this made me and uncomfortable. And we know for a fact he did not. Well, <laughs> we know that he did and elected not to. Yeah. So that should go to show you what kind of partner he is. Yeah, a bad one. And apparently, he hangs around a lot because he's in a ton of those previews moving forward. <laughs> Um, yeah, I told you I put him in my top four. Her body is like drawn to his body. Yeah. We it's talked like about it magnets. last week. It's one of those things where it's just like, damn it. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why, but I literally am hypnotized by your body. Yeah. Um, okay. Tailgate again. Blast. Such a blast. Guys are doing tackling moves with her. Ugh. They're throwing the pig skin around. <laughs> There's hot dogs. There's burgers. There's hay barrels. It's your everything. <laughs> Bama tailgate. We're we're in it. Roll tie. <laughs> and then Cam. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the Cam mic thing. Okay. So Cam makes a big announcement that he has huge announcement, huge announcement. He needs to talk to Hannah and it's something that's so big and that has affected a lot of his relationships in the past. And because it's so big and because it's negatively affected his relationships in the past, he's thinking that he might go home. And if he goes home, he just wants to say that he's happy that he got to know them, which is how he framed it, which is how it was shown to us. Yeah. Couple of things that are annoying. Okay. A, it's very annoying, again, that it's coming from a place of, I am such a figure here. Yeah. This would have been a whole other thing if it was him with his best friend in the house, one-on-one being like, exactly. listen, I'm going to tell Hannah this today. I'm really, I'm nervous that she's going to send me home after it. That would have been a different situation. Totally different situation. But again, it taps into that entitlement that, I'm so important. I need to make this announcement because I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. And that to me, baseline is what the most annoying thing is. Mm-hmm. 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 He then goes on a diatribe explaining about how his leg was almost amputated. He has actually, it's actually 
seems really se- it's very serious. it's very serious it's very intense I, I like he has a post about it on his Instagram I'm gonna say it probably affected other relationships because there's a lot of surgeries it's it's probably still very like I mean something he's dealing with every single day totally he had 13 surgeries this is according to his Instagram post that he posted prior to him going on the bachelorette that I looked up after he was telling the story um, 13 surgeries, multiple cities. Undoubtedly, that's an, an emotionally taxing thing to have to go through. And then his grandma died and then pup, puppy. Yeah. Not to death, but no, he, had, he to, had to give it up. He yeah. had to give it up. Um, so like that was like a, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a lot to dump him on somebody on a, a, a especially TV. the day it, when she said, I don't want any tragic and stories today. Said, uh, I mean, to be fair, she didn't tell the guys that <laughs> she could have. <laughs> Hey guys, heads up! Just a heads up. I mean, do you think that's kind of fair? Hey, heads up! I like. I'm really looking forward to today. Um, I'm really not looking to have any like, maybe not tragic stories, but like, um, I'm really not looking to have like any like really like intense conversation. I just like I was in the hospital, if you recall, and I just kind of want to hang out. Mm-hmm. I think that's well within her right. Yeah, that's a good to. approach. That's a good approach. But she didn't, and here we are. Cam's <laughs> uh, lapping it on. Yeah. Okay. What do you? What did? Wh- what were your thoughts on what Mike did? Um, I thought it was really unfair. I I think he lied. I think Mike lied. I hate that I agree with you yeah, because I, I love Mike. I really like Mike. I listen. I don't doubt that what Mike's saying is isn't true like right i think he's probably right i think about their about it being a pity rose i i think cam had a feeling he was going home so he had this hail mary so he had a hail mary i i don't disagree with mike's opinion of the situation or perception of the situation However, that's not what cam said it's not what he said he didn't say it and mike lied and mike said his perception is what actually happened and it didn't it's not he mischaracterized how cam presented the information to the room and what he said was that cam was telling people that he was going to try to get a pity rose which maybe he was doing not on camera we didn't didn't see it it. we saw it off camera or or, or it was off camera if it happened if it happened it was off camera but based on what we saw that's not what cam said and I think that it was Cam's time to go, but I'm a little upset by how it happened. Yeah, I I agree. I'm not happy with Mike. I'm a little bummed out about it, especially because he is just somebody who seems so emotionally deep. And I was just like, for somebody who is so emotionally intelligent, was that a little manipulative? And I think that he was carrying anger for Cam based on what had happened when he was telling his story. Yeah, that he it kind of revenge. It was a revenge shot. And I thought that Mike was a bigger man. I thought he could just allow his own experience to speak for itself. Yeah. So, and he already had a rose. So Cam went home. Jonathan went home. And a gentleman named Tony went home. Also, something that they just very quickly threw in there. um, Who went home? Someone had to leave very suddenly. Tyler G. Tyler G. So much so. That was, he had the one-on-one last week. So much so that we didn't even see him go. So I read online something about uh, 
there was an accusation made up against made against him. Yeah, I and read I, the same thing that he spit on a girl. I didn't I didn't even read that far. Oh, I read something online that like he he like spit on this girl at like a party or something like that. Okay, and somebody brought it to their attention. Yeah. I think ABC's just in a position where they don't want to get themselves in any more um like a, they don't want to get themselves in a Leo situation or who was that awful guy from Rachel season who was racist? Lee. Lee. Had the racist tweets. I think they're Lee, being, Leo, Liam, <laughs> him. They're being Lee unbelievably son. careful. And it sounds like Tyler. I, I, I mean, I don't I don't know enough. No. To. Yeah, I know. But that's that's what I read. So, yeah, it was very random. Uh, we got a fun tag with Garrett at the end. Garrett is such a sleeper player who's so cute and we just don't see enough of. They all are. I, they all, I cannot sing their praises enough. Best group of guys since Caitlyn's season. Yeah, hands down. So, okay, so Caitlyn obviously had Ben Higgins. Um, obviously, Sean Tanner, Booth. Nick. Tanner. Oh, my God. Jared. Oh. <laughs> she also had, remember that guy who was like, I have the heart of a war. I have a... Body of a soldier and heart of a healer. <laughs> I think his name she was also Tony. Lo- she had a lot of good guys. Yeah. she. I just... Uh, who, the dentist who cried who, on the hill. Who was the top four? I know it was Ben Higgins, Nick, and Sean in the top three. But who was the four? Jared. Oh, Jared. You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She had Cupcake. Cupcake. <laughs> she had JJ. She had Clint. Remember their JJ! relationship? JJ. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Love JJ. Is he the one that was like, we're talking about a great comedian here? No, that was Jared. I think it's wait, no. not Jared Haven. No, he was another. Another it was, Jared. It was like Jared or, the welder. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't Jared, but it was something like that. There was a welder on her season. I forgot. That was the that. welder who was very earnest. Yeah. yeah. Good season. It was a great season. And this one is fabulous. I've loved every episode. I laugh. I cry. So far, I think Hannah might be the best bachelorette. I call it. She's horny AF. Oh, yeah. So is Caitlin. So is Caitlin. Brilliant. Yeah. Funny. Without really meaning to be. I feel like Caitlin was a little bit more of aware of how funny she was. Hannah kind of. Hannah is no idea is. that she's hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited for the rest of the season. I cannot wait for I've had sex and guess what? Jesus still loves me. I told Alex tonight I'm making it my Twitter bio after that. <laughs> and by that point, Sarah will have been married. So it's OK that she's had sex uh, to our parents. <laughs> listening. Everyone else, it's OK when you have sex whenever you want. <laughs> it's just so it's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have had sex. And guess what? Jesus still loves me. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Ultimate mic drop. Oh, well, sorry. I missed you so much with that. Yeah, I missed you, too. I'm going to go look up what happened at the Palmer house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Talk to us off mic if you want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Right. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find us again wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Campfire.